was a U.S. women's soccer star kept out of the recent World Cup championship team because of her stance on homosexuality. A WNBA player comes out about being heterosexual and being persecuted for it? And what does a finals MVP say about his former coach not being able to get a job as a coach in the NBA? Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Now, there are two kinds of people in the world, only two kinds, not black and white, not rich and poor. There are those who are dead in sin, and there are those who are dead to sin. After three nights of unbridled lawlessness across London, the contagion is spreading. The problem is that God has already judged this. He has judged murder already. I don't need to question it. I don't need to ask and wonder what his plan is. We're commanded as Christians not to participate in the works of darkness, but expose them. Welcome back to the 511 News. This is your host, Chad Davidson with Good Fight Ministries. And on today's show, we are talking about sports, sports, sports. No, not because we want to talk about sports and this is a sports show uh, podcast, but we want to talk about a little bit about some of the persecution that happens within sports. One thing about sports that you may find is that typically there's an objective winner and a loser, except for in some soccer instances, but we'll forgive him for that. But nonetheless, uh, here in America, it's a little different. We like to have our, our winners and our losers usually. But what happens when people are no longer allowed to play? What happens when society says, I'm going to take my ball and go on home? And that seems to be happening with... U.S. soccer star Jalen Hinkle, who actually has been ostracized, it seems, because of not only her faith, but because of her legitimate faith in Christ that actually cares about social issues like the practice of homosexuality. Because according to Hinkle, she has been kicked out and kicked off and not invited back to the national team. Hinkle, a professional soccer player, turned down a call-up from the national team in 2017 because the players would wear rainbow-themed jerseys in honor of Pride Month, and she felt it conflicted with her faith. She was called into the United States Women's National Team camp in 2018, but was cut a few days into training. Given her on-field abilities, some speculated that her religion kept her off the roster. Now, Hinkle was actually interviewed about this exact subject, And she shared that interview on her Twitter feed, to which one of the players replied this. U.S. women's national team goalie Ashlyn Harris retweeted the video of her interview and said, quote, Hinkle, our team is about inclusion. Your religion was never the problem. The problem is you're intolerant and you're homophobic. You don't belong in a sport that aims to unite and bring people together. You would never fit into our pack or what this team stands for. Don't you dare say our team is, quote, not a welcoming place for Christians. You weren't around long enough to know what this team stood for. This is actually an insult to the Christians on our team. Same on you. I'm sure she meant shame on you. But that's what Ashlyn Harris, the goalie for the national team, said. So is it simply that... Mrs. Hinkle, just, you know, she's not about inclusion. The fact is, is that she stood up for her faith in this regard. Now, I don't know everything about Jaylene Hinkle. I I don't know where she's at with her walk and all that. But 
from her stance, I wholeheartedly agree. I understand not wanting to go out and parade yourself around in rainbow colors in support of homosexuality. I think that if we didn't take that stand, we have a problem as believers in Christ. And do you want to know what Ashlyn Harris is really saying here? And by the way, let's get a little background on her. Let's play a clip of Ashlyn Harris receiving... Okay, now some of you guys may have seen some of her videos online. I hope <laughs> you didn't, but let's play a little clip and then I'll give a little background on some of the other videos we may see online. Tony, we'll pull up that clip. Hide your kids, hide your wife, and lock your f-ing doors because we got the key to the mother f-ing city and I'm coming for all y'all. great to have all of the young girls that are play soccer so great to have these women out there putting out these videos on twitter and instagram for everyone to see hide your kids hide your wife i know she's making a play from the original viral video that went out with a man who was a homosexual who had somebody come into his house and and try to rape his his mom i believe and he stopped him but nonetheless, what she's saying is we have the key and that this this has literally been what they've been doing. This is the nonsense. They've been posting video after video of them drunk. You have Megan Rapino out there talking about how she deserves this and everything. And, and that's fine. You want to say that they're trying to, you know, it's just a quip. It's just trying to be funny. The fact is, is that this is the repugnant views that we are seeing over and over again propagated to our youth. You know how many girls, I mean, I've been involved in youth groups and teaching youth groups now for eight years. And typically, if any, if I ever see a young girl in a cast, I'm like, oh, you must play soccer, you know. But the fact is, is that it's typically true. I've had college athlete after college athlete, girls, scholarship athletes who played soccer. There's two girls right now that probably be playing soccer in college in our youth group. And it's something I love going to the games. I love cheering them on. I love supporting them. And it's really sad that the height of that sport, and I believe personally, when it comes to sports, when it comes to girls sports, women's sports, that soccer is the biggest one, okay? that Not the WNBA, all right? Not the, not the softball leagues, not lacrosse. Girls soccer is the height, and the women's national team is the height of women's sports, These are the heroes of those sports, and these heroes, sadly enough, are propagating themselves as what? The most repugnant sort of drunkards, okay, dancing around, many of them lesbians, picture them kissing their girlfriends and and all this nonsense, and this is what the young girls are seeing just over and over again, just propagated in their face. And it and it's heartbreaking. If you don't care about these things, if you think it's no big deal, I'm sorry. We got a, I got a problem with you. If if you bat your eyes and go, oh, well, it's just it's just it's okay. We'll just let all their heroes, all the girls, and they won't, it won't have an effect on them. You're crazy, okay? You are crazy if you know that you have a daughter that loves playing soccer and loves watching the national team. And then you see this stuff, a bunch of girls drunk, you know, I just, it's very frustrating me to watch this over and over again, watch the obscene nature, seeing the profanities being just thrown out there all over the place and that we don't even bat our eye. And nonetheless, when we look back at what Ashlyn Harris is telling Hinkle, what she's telling her is, well, you can have your faith, but not your faith. You can have the faith of the girls that are on our team that are willing to be inclusive. Okay, because it's not really your religion. It's the fact that you're not including it in our sect of beliefs. What it's really doing is the same thing that Stalin did. 
okay? What Stalin did in Russia that said, I'm, we're going to call up the pastors, and the pastors are going to tell everyone to be communist, and that the Bible teaches communism. So see how that worked out for Richard Warmbrand when he wouldn't stand up, or when he stood up and said, no, I can't do that. Actually, it was his wife who encouraged him, don't you dare, <laughs> don't you dare fall in line with this. And that's exactly what she's calling. Ashton Harris is calling for people to have your faith, but have it hidden under a bushel. Have your faith, but make sure you compromise. It was Vody Bauckham who said, quote, persecution can be avoided. All you have to do is compromise. And I think that's a great quote. And I think it's a very true quote. In 2 Timothy 3.12, Paul tells Timothy, indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. That doesn't say some. That doesn't say many. It says all. I remember Leonard Ravenhill teaching and one of the things that he said was, you know, if you tell someone you're a Christian, and, I, and this is a paraphrase of <laughs> one of his teaching, but you tell someone a Christian, okay, that's typically not when you get persecuted, but you want to live a holy life and see who turns from you. If you actually want to live godly for Christ Jesus, let's see who turns from you. When you're the guy, the crazy guy who always wants to share the gospel, watch, watch your friends. If you're the one who's always out there sharing the gospel, watch how many of your brothers in Christ even Roll their eyes. Oh, he's going to start doing it again with this guy. Oh, we can't even go, we can't even go out to eat. He's going to be sharing the gospel with the waiter. Watch how many times you, you get your eyes rolled on, okay? You get yourself, somebody else rolls their eyes at you, you know, because it's something that I see so, so oddly common, you know? I remember a long time ago, I was up in Kern River. Uh, I was traveling with a friend and I was actually praying for this young man that I was so close with and he was he was really into drugs at the time and I used to party with him. And I remember driving down the road and I said, man, I thought the guy I was just praying for, I thought he just passed us. And, you know, didn't think much about it. And I walked into and went into a store and we were eating inside of some Italian restaurant there in Kern. And all of a sudden I see this guy running across the street. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's my friend that I've been praying for. I'm three and a half hours from home, and here he is. I'm going to go talk with him. So I go out to talk with him, and he was smoking a bong load. <laughs> he, was ta- he was in his parents' hotel room, running across the street to hide sm- that he was smoking weed. And his dad starts walking over when his dad sees that we're talking on a bench about 200 yards from their hotel room. And his dad walks over, and he hides his pipe underneath the table, And his dad is a little lit. He's had a couple of drinks and we start talking and he says to me, he's like, so you go to that church, that blessed hope, you know? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, we stay on the other side of the street. You know, we want to, don't want to get too serious like you guys. And I thought, wow, what a perfect little microcosm. You don't want to get too serious about Jesus. And your son didn't want to get too serious about Jesus. And he's running over, hiding the fact that he's smoking weed. And in a few months would be overdosing on heroin. Okay, and then be in and out of rehabs, in and out of rehabs, in and out of rehabs, and still to this day, in and out of rehabs. Somebody I love and care for, okay, and I and I really would love to see him know Christ. But this idea of keeping God in an arm's distance, this idea of having God at your own buffet table. I'm going to pick out the parts I really like, the loving, the forgiving, the liberty. I want to do the things I want, but I don't actually want to succumb to the will of Christ. Okay, that is so dangerous. It is. It and it's. And it's sad. It's heartbreaking. And we need to be able to take a stance. And don't think that Mrs. Hinkle is the only one being persecuted. And we're not even talking about Christian beliefs here. I'm going to step aside and just talk about someone being persecuted simply for not being like everyone else. 
Candace Wiggins of the WNBA, she was a former Stanford University basketball star, and she retired from professional basketball and claimed she was targeted for harassment during an eight-year WNBA career because why? She was heterosexual. She described the very, very harmful culture of the WNBA. Quote, me being heterosexual and straight and being vocal in my identity as a straight woman was huge. I would say 98% of the women in the WNBA are gay women. It was a conformist type of place. There was a whole different set of rules. They could apply. There was a lot of jealousy and competition, and we're all fighting for crumbs. The way I looked at it, the way I played, those things contributed to the tension. People were deliberately trying to hurt me all of the time. I had never been called the B-word so many times in my life than I was in my rookie season. I've never been thrown to the ground so much. The message was, we want, to, uh, we want you to know that we don't like you. How absolutely heartbreaking for a young girl trying to play basketball and simply because she's heterosexual. Now later she said that the 98% was hyperbole, but nonetheless, we recognize that a lot of them are, in fact, gay. And as this poor young girl found out, I, she was persecuted because of it for not being gay. Is that not just crazy to you? Imagine if this script was flipped. I, I remember Billy Bean talking a little bit, or not Billy Bean, uh, the homosexual, yeah, maybe it was Billy Bean, the homosexual player for the A's a number of years ago. And he's been involved in going from clubhouse to clubhouse. I don't remember anyone beating him up because of his homosexuality. And that was before a lot of the acceptance, so to speak, that we have today. But you look and you see and you recognize, whoa, what is going on here? And don't think that the WNBA is the only one pulling this, okay? Don't think that they're the only ones saying we need to snuff out and quiet down these people, not not necessarily these people that aren't homosexual, okay, because there's not very many. I'm, maybe some someone is in the closet or whatever in the NBA, and there's some, I know that uh, Collins over there is one of the coach on the Warriors, um, but there's not, it's not a lot of open acceptance there, but they will get people out of the NBA, if you're not conforming to what they want you to believe. And I thought about this for a while. You see, the Golden State Warriors over the last half a decade have been the best basketball team by far, and it's really not that close, okay? They have built themselves a franchise that is absolutely just better than everyone else over about half a decade. And they did this, okay, with a very progressive coach over the last five years in Steve Kerr. Now, I had always suspected that the previous coach, who I believe built the franchise, okay, in terms of helping out who to draft, building their defensive mentality, I always wondered, how did this coach build this young team, see the talent that they had in their backcourt? He, he described their backcourt before they had ever won a title or played in the NBA Finals. He described their backcourt as he believed would be the best in NBA history, okay, And I thought to myself, how does this guy not get a job? How does this guy not actually go out and is able to perform at the NBA level after building this team, after building this franchise to who they were? And I always had my suspicions, okay? And so when I watched this clip that a friend of mine shared on Facebook, it was almost for me, maybe not for you, maybe you're not a big basketball fan, maybe you don't pay attention, maybe you have different arguments of why, but for me, I was like, This is 100% what I believed, and now I'm getting to hear it from the teeth of somebody who was deeply involved in the franchise. And Tony, let me pull up that clip. This is Andre Iguodala, and he was a finals MVP for the Warriors. 
Jackson. Whatever happened with Mark Jackson? You played in the Mark Jackson for a year, right? Mm-hmm. Now, whatever happened to Mark? Because he, he put that team together, it seems like, and then nobody ever gave him a chance again, which is seems weird. Just the politics of it, man. And When you say politics, what do you mean? I know they, they used to be upset because he was too religious, they said. Did he make y'all go to church? That was a rumor that he made y'all go to nah, church. No, he, oh. he didn't make us go to church. Like, he offered it to us. And we all went as a team because okay. we got a team bunch of believers. So we went to church. Like, we was going to church regardless. Mm-hmm. But it was the politics. And then you know how it is. When they, once they want you out, they're going to find something. So it was the, it was, he had church in the facility. Like, on Wednesday, sometimes he would stream his church service from what the you facility. Mean? During practice? No, 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 no. Like, at night. Like, Wednesday night service. He'll just set up a computer in, in the facility. And he'll just preach. And then his congregation can watch to stream it from at home or from the church. So if y'all was on the road, he was he was preaching from wherever he was. Well, on the road, I don't know. I know at home he did. It'd be like at seven o'clock at night, so okay. nobody was in there. Mm-hmm. And then you know, one particular issue was, um, from what I heard, was his views on um, gender or marriage or uh, what the Bible said mm-hmm. on your sexuality. Okay, and. Our head of our business, who he just went to the Hall of Fame. He was uh, one of the. T- he was the brains behind All Star Weekend. Like this dude, in, he created the All Star Weekend. Rick mm-hmm. Wells, like genius business, um, and and he celebrated as one of the top execs in sports mm-hmm. on the business side, and and he's gay. Mm-hmm. So there was conflicts with that. That was, you know, widespread. Everyone was talking about that, and. Uh, it's interesting. Someone mentioned it to me. It was like, when people can express themselves, uh, but are you allowed to express yourself that you don't agree with it? You should accept it because we should all accept each other, but it's like we're afraid to really say our beliefs mm-hmm. now. Like, you, you may not believe in something, but, you know, you still embrace that or you have respect for them or, or it's as long as you don't disrespect them or judge them. You think Mark Jackson is blackballed from the NBA? I do. Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. You see, I like that clip because not only do you get a little bit of the background, because as a basketball fan, I heard a lot of the rumors that they brought up to a player that was on that team, a player that won championships with that team, a player that won the finals MVP with that team. And a lot of those rumors, like, oh, we heard he made everyone go to church. That was some rumors that I wonder where that came out from. They always talk about leaks. It was recently in sports, in basketball specifically, they the signing and the free agencies and the moratorium period. And so during that time, you have teams that let out these leaks. And one of the reasons they let out those leaks is to gather information or to put a narrative out there so that they can sign someone else. The agents will put out leaks. The general managers will put out leaks. And it's always something to benefit them. And so whenever I heard that he made all the guys on the team go to church, I thought, that sounds like a leak to me. That sounds like someone leaking that and not actually being forthright and true with those statements. And so I always had these questions. Did he really make them all go to church? And I love that Andrea Godala there said no. It's just because a lot of the guys were believers on the team. I have no idea where any of them really stand on their faith. I think a lot of them are profane. I'm going to be just, let me give you a perfect, I'm just going to be perfectly honest. I was a huge Steph Curry fan, huge Steph Curry fan when he first came into the league. He went to Davidson. That's my last name. So when he was playing at Davidson University, I watched all his games. I remember one coach literally put all five guys on him and said, we don't care if we lose the game. We're just not letting this guy put 50 on us. Like, I thought this is really cool. 
But there was always, oh, he's too small, he's too short, he's too this, he gets injured too much, his ankles are bad. So everyone kind of pushed him down, and I was like, hey, I, I really like this guy, and I want to see him do well. So then when he won a couple of MVPs, I was like, this is really cool. Then he signs this deal with Under Armour, he starts putting Philippians 4.13, not that that's perfectly in context, but either way, he was putting his faith out there a little bit, he talked about it. But I honestly, some of the stuff that I've seen from Instagram and some posts, even from his wife and and, and things, it looked like they were just kind of compromising in some areas. I always have some problems. You you know what? I'm not a very political guy. I'm just going to be honest with you. But when you go and play golf with Obama, okay, and then you say, I would never think about visiting the White House with Donald Trump. Don't get me wrong. I have my own problems with Donald Trump. But when you draw the line... At I disagree with you on immigration or that you're not reaching out to the black community enough or this, but you don't draw the line on baby murder. That's where I say you're kind of a hypocrite. I'm just going to put, I got to be honest with you. I think that's a, a hypocrisy. If you say, hey, I can't do either. I think Donald Trump, you know, grabbing women and the stuff that he said in private, um, not really recanting it, just talking about it being gym talk, you know, that that kind of stuff. I I can't I can't be involved with that. But also, I don't agree with the president who was murdering babies. Whatever, if that's where you take those stances, I'm cool. But if you have, I'm okay with this one, but I'm not okay with this one. And this one, I'm sorry, is more egregious. I'm sorry, it is more egregious to murder babies, okay? When the first piece of legislation that you sign over when you become president is to send money to foreign aid so that they can kill babies in other countries, I have a big, 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 big problem with that. And when you say, I can side with this, we can play golf together with guys who would put in legislation that's for baby murder, but I can't with this guy because I disagree on these things. I'm sorry, to me, that's, that's hypocrisy. And it's a hypocrite, hypocritical enough for me to say, I'm sorry, I can't just say I'm your fan. All right. I won't, I can't be that fan. I'm just not that guy. And, and, and so that was a tough thing for me, but I will say, so the, all that caveat to say, I have no idea where their actual faith is. Okay. I have no idea where Andre Godala and these players and where their faith is in this, but I do know that it seems as though it's the nonconformist. Okay. Will you conform your Christianity to look more like this? If you will conform your Christianity to be what I want it to be, and you coexist, then you will be accepted, okay? And coexist as a whole is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. When I see that sticker, I don't think intellectual, okay? When I see that sticker, I think, no, what you are is a communist, Because what you actually want is not that we coexist. What you want is my beliefs to coexist with your worldview. And your worldview is, I want to do what thou wilt, and you should be able to do what thou wilt. We all do what thou wilt, and it won't affect us. But the fact is, is that when you coexist as a Christian and don't share your beliefs, all you're doing is throwing Jesus by the wayside, okay? When you say, oh, and conform in all these different areas because you don't want to hurt people's feelings, all you're doing is throwing Jesus by the wayside, that his word isn't enough for you, that you can't share it openly. And so when somebody has a sticker like that on their car, I think to myself, what do they think? What they've really done is made themselves out to be God. And that is exactly what Ashlyn Harris wants. That's exactly what the, the Golden State Warriors wanted. That's why they took out Mark Jackson. And I, you know, I know he's involved with a kind of a weird church, and I don't know where he's at on, on a number of issues. But I do know where he took a stance when it comes to perversion and, and homosexuality. 
and because he stood up against transgenderism, that is why he is not in the NBA. And those are not simply my opinions from afar. This is somebody who is in the NBA, who was asked, plain and simple, do you believe he was blackballed? And what was his answer? Absolutely. Quote, unquote, absolutely. He was blackballed, not because he said he was a Christian. Plenty of people say that. Plenty of people say they're Christians. But because guess what? He took a stance on these issues. Are you willing to take that stance? You have to ask yourself that. Are you willing to count the cost? Are you willing not? And guys, this isn't taking a stance. That's one thing I would like to point out when it comes to homosexuality and these practices. This isn't taking a stance just to be rude. This isn't taking a stance just to be a jerk. This is taking a stance because you say, I truly trust what God says in all of these manners, in all these matters. I'm sorry. I truly trust what God has to say in his word. I truly trust that he has a better plan. And I truly trust in his word in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, when it talks about do not be deceived. Why does it say do not be deceived? Because people are deceived about it. Because they believe they can practice they can practice this wickedness, and even though they are practicing that wickedness, they will still inherit, inherit the kingdom of God. But I don't want somebody to be stuck in the do not do not be deceived. You will not inherit. What I want people to be stuck in is the such were some of you. I want Ashlyn Harris to be such were some of you. I want all of the WNBA to be the such were some of you. I want repentance. I want them to recognize it isn't just repentance and that God is going to give you, he's this, you know, cosmic party pooper. No, he gives you a life more abundantly. You're living a lie. There's a reason Ashlyn Harris and the rest of you on that soccer team getting drunk and and trying to celebrate this. There's a reason why you have to fill yourself up with alcohol and sexual promiscuity and all these different things. Do you know why? It's because you don't have the Holy Spirit. The fact is, is that when you have God, you have everything. When he's given you a new heart with a new mind, he is the one who's created you. He loved you so much. He loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son. He didn't withhold his son. I think about this all the time. Isaiah 53 was a verse, was I'm sorry, it was a chapter in scripture that impacted me as a, as a new believer. When it talked about Jesus the prophecy of Jesus over 700 years before he would walk on earth, how exactly the Messiah would come, how he would pay for our sins. He would be bruised for our iniquities. He'd be pierced for our transgressions. Everything that was due us would be placed on him. Everything that was due us would be placed on our Messiah. All like sheep have gone astray, but he laid the iniquity upon himself. And there's a lot of different verses in Isaiah 53 that I could hold to and hold on to that precious and magnificent promise. But there's one that always stuck out to me. And I'm going to be honest with you, until I had my my firstborn son, it was something that I didn't understand as much. You can totally understand it, and I'm sure God can open your eyes. But just for me personally, I'm letting you know, all honesty, I didn't understand it as much. When I read that it says in Isaiah 53 that it pleased God to crush him, I, I almost, I didn't understand it. Until I had my son, and I looked at him, and then I had a less of an understanding until I see the redemption in, at the cross. I look at my son and I think about him. When it comes to people, if somebody came to me and said, Chad, I'm sorry, but uh, there's, a, there's people out here and the only antidote to them, the only way you can save them is if you give us your son. If your son dies, you can save these people. 
I look at them and I say, uh, I'm sorry, man. I just don't think I can do it. And then somebody comes back and says, well, let, let me let me sweeten the pot here, okay? Um, all those guys out there, they're all criminals, okay? Do you think you can give us your son? I'd say, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I definitely wouldn't do that, especially not for criminals. And then he said, oh, okay. Okay, I don't know if this helps, all right? But all the crimes they committed, you may not know this, but all the crimes they committed were actually against you. They lied to you. They stole from you, okay? They hated you. Will you give us your son? I, I'd be, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Then when I read, when I please God to crush him, I think about that. It pleased God to crush his son. Because why? God is way more loving than me. He's way more forgiving than me. And when he looked out on those people, he saw them and said, I will crush my son. It says in Acts 20, 28, that he purchased the church with his own blood. And in Isaiah 53, when it says it pleased God to crush him, he crushed his son knowing, poured the wrath on his son knowing that because of that, all of them could be saved. And I pray that that would be efficacious for you. I pray it would be effectual in you and that you would come to know Jesus in a powerful way. I pray that Ashlyn Harris and all those that are wrapped up in this lie, this counterfeit happiness, this counterfeit joy, this counterfeit Holy Spirit, this counterfeit love that isn't the love that you would have that God wants you to have in your heart. I pray in Jesus' name, that if anyone out there, if you're, if you're stuck in homosexuality, know that God wants to pull you from that. Not because, like I said, he's not a cosmic party, party pooper, okay? God knows exactly how you run. He knows your heart. And he knows what will bring you most joy. And it's in coming to relationship with him. Not a counterfeit spirit. Like it says, do not be drunk with wine, which causes dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and I pray you're filled with the Holy Spirit today. And I pray to you, guys, do not compromise your faith. No matter what persecution comes, do not compromise your faith. Look at that person who is wrapped up in that sin, and I pray you are active in sharing your faith, and you are ready to give an answer for the hope that you have within you. Praise God. This has been Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries, and this is the 511 News.